0: The Nashville Predators may not have seen you too, but the team still found what they were looking for in Vegas with a 5-3 win over the Golden Knights. Last night's game proved head coach Andrew Brunette has been very right recently about one big thing. We'll recap the game and talk about that today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators Podcast and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, we want to start off this Wednesday the way we start off all of our episodes, and that is with a special shout-out to our Locked on Predheads, our everydayers who tune in to talk Predators hockey with us each and every day. We love that we get to spend a little bit of your day with you, and we thank you for your support. I'm Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at The Hockey News. I'm usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan, but Nick is taking a little bit of time off. We have lots that we want to talk about on today's show. So we are going to dive into that. The Predators, of course, traveled to Vegas to face the reigning Stanley Cup champions. And it was actually very hard to know what to expect after the last two Predators games. You had that abysmal Dallas loss, you had that good bounce back performance against the Blues. Didn't know what to expect. Predators came away with a five to three win. We're going to recap that game. We're going to talk about some players who stood out. And I'm going to tell you one thing Andrew Brunette has been most right about recently. We're going to jump into all that. But first, want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So last night, Nashville Predators got the 5-3 win over the Golden Knights in their second game of a five-game road stretch that's going to take them to L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim later this week and over the weekend. If you did not stay up until the 9 p.m. puck drop time, good for you. My gosh, you must feel amazing. Uh, I did stay up for that game and if you missed it let's just walk through a quick recap of what happened and then we're going to dive in and talk about some of the players that stood out luke evangelista speaking of players that stood out got nashville on the board first with a great deceptive goal at 5 35 to give nashville that first goal of the game which seems to be a pretty important thing for the predators recently Both teams had chances in that first period on the power play, but couldn't capitalize. Alec Petrangelo did answer back to tie the game up at 1409 in the first period with a goal. But Cody Glass, the first ever draft pick in Vegas Golden Knights franchise history, who's now a Nashville Predator, scored with less than a minute to go in the first period to make it a 2-1 to game. A late penalty by Luke Evangelista carried over into the second period, but Nashville's penalty kill was able to manage that with no trouble. Tommy Novak scored at 8.04 in the second with a beautiful shot through traffic that scored five-hole on Aiden Hill to make it a 3-1 to game. At 1558, Michael McCarron's shot from the circle, went through traffic, and Cole Smith deflected that in to give Nashville a 4-1 to one lead in the second period. Unfortunately, friends, another late-period penalty carried over into the third, and William Carlson scored just 47 seconds into the third period, making it a 2 goal game. Both teams had really good offensive looks, but neither could finish on those chances in the third period until... Michael Amadio cleaned up a big rebound with just under three minutes remaining to make it a one-goal game. It was, in the words of Alex Daugherty from Penalty Box Radio, butt clenching time, my friends. With two minutes left, Aiden Hill abandoned the net. The Golden Knights added their extra attacker, but it was Gus Nyquist who scored an empty net goal from the defensive zone, just of note, to make the final score 5 3, a Predators win. So here at Lockdown Predators, we of course always sum up games with one word to describe the game. My one word is Promise. This was a game where you really got to see the promise and the potential of some of the pieces and players that Barry Trotz has been hoping to see blossom this whole season. And we've got to be honest the blossoming and the promise and the potential has not been linear for most of the players that Barry Trotz has sort of been investing in, has been banking on this season among the young players. But this has also been a season that has been inconsistent for veterans as well. So last night was a game where you really saw, okay, this is what we thought we were going to see more of with more consistency this season. Again, inconsistency, such a word for the predator season. You know, you look up and down and across the board, Nashville's top line. They were very hot now, not Tommy Novak started off pretty good. got injured, struggled to kind of get back to that game. Cody glass, has had one of the most challenging seasons of many players across the league. UC Soros, for sure, we've talked about this has been a really inconsistent season for him. Even Roman Yossi at times has been inconsistent this season. The one we could always count on, the one that I think is uh, old faithful of the Nashville Predators is Colton Sissons. Colton Sissons is always out there doing Colton Sissons things. And so we've got him. But this has been a season where that promise and the potential from veterans and young players alike really has been inconsistent. We got to see it last night. So let's talk about a couple of the players that I'm talking about specifically. And and let's talk about their game last night. First, I really want to talk about Cody Glass. You are going to be very hard-pressed to name any other Nashville Predators player who has had a tougher season. And I think he's had one of the tougher seasons of some of these young players kind of coming into their own in the league. Of course, dealt with two very different injuries at the start of the season, could barely kind of get momentum going. And then not only did he have to deal with sort of the physical healing, but he really had to work through the mental hurdles of getting back to the ice. And I think that you underestimate how challenging that might be for a player. They are out there skating, they're doing their rehab, but they also have to deal with the fact that he didn't get a start really out of the gate. And so while everybody else was 30 games into the season, Cody Glass still hadn't been able to get out there and show his game. And so he's really been upfront and honest that one of the hardest parts of the season for him has been the mental mental aspect of recovery and getting back out there and getting confidence back on the ice and getting back to his game. I also think Cody Glass is a really interesting story because he comes with what could be A little bit of baggage already to the table. I mentioned this earlier. Glass was the first draft pick in franchise history for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think, I believe he was sixth overall in his draft class. And he was drafted with players like Nico Heischer, Miro Haskinen, Kale McCarr. Elias Pettersson. So you are in a draft class with these players who really are coming into their own seasons, coming into their careers right now. Cody Glass dealt with a pretty significant injury right out of the gate in Vegas. He's dealt with some injuries here with the Nashville Predators. And I think it can be a little bit hard. And if you're not careful, it can mentally weigh on you when you are on a different timeline than people you consider to be your developmental peers and it doesn't speak anything over your long-term promise or your long-term potential but i think that if you're not careful that can be an aspect of the game that really weighs on you too if you feel like you're not getting off to the start that all these other top players in that draft got off to And I think seeing Glass struggle has been one of the hardest parts of this season. I think it's been one of the most concerning things when you talk about this Predators reset, because Cody Glass was going to be a big part of this. You know, talked about this is going to be your second line center. He is going to be a big playmaker. And it's taken time for us to see what Cody Glass brings to the table. I do believe that glass is back to playing the best hockey of the season for sure. And I think this may be some of the best hockey of his career. This is like April, 2023, Cody glass. You see him playing last night with a lot of confidence. He's skating with a lot of speed. He's playing physically in front of the net and against the boards. He's very creative. You, you look at him on the ice last night in Vegas and you think this is a guy who's enjoying it again. Now he did mention that he heard some boos from the Vegas crowd when he scored. And I, I think that's extra amazing. Last night, Cody Glass played on a line with Yakov Trenin, centered by Colton Sissons, uh, which moved him to wing, and and he's done that a couple of times in recent games. And last week was asked about that position change for him, and Cody Glass said that for him, it's not really so much an adjustment. When it comes to playing wing or playing center, the adjustment comes with building chemistry and being able to read and kind of anticipate what your line mates are going to do and how they play the game. So keep your eye on that Sissons-Glass duo. I'm not 100% sure how this is all going to shake out with them um, because you do have Mark Jankowski here in the mix, and is he going to stay? But that's definitely something – To keep in mind as you look at Cody Glass over these next couple of games, is he going to stay on the wing with Colton Sissons and who is who are they going to slot in on that line with them if they keep them together? So something that we definitely want to keep an eye on with Cody Glass in these next couple of games. Coming up, we are going to talk about a couple other players who have a ton of potential, and we saw it last night in the Vegas win. I'm also going to tell you the one thing that Andrew Brunette has been most right about recently, and again, saw it come to fruition in this Vegas win. First, though, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Indeed. We are all driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now. Again, Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Get in buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. The Nashville Predators don't have a ton of time to relish their 5-3 to win in Vegas as they head to L.A. to prepare for the Kings tomorrow night. We're going to preview that game on tomorrow's show. Right now, we are talking about players whose promise and potential stood out in last night's game. And, of course, we have to talk about Luke Evangelista. Evangelista, another young player who's been streaky but definitely settling into his groove right now. He has two goals in his last two games Got the first goal of the game for the National Predators. And it was such a great move to mask what he was really going to do. And you saw that in the Blues game against Jordan Bennington. You know, Evangelista may not ever compete in the hardest shot contests at the All-Star game, but this is a player who has very deceptive moves and who can really fake out a goaltender. I think this is something to keep an eye on. He is going to give goalies fits as he kind of continues to develop these uh, little deceptive moves on his shot. Now, Vange also committed two penalties. He did draw two penalties, but Vange, babe, if you've listened to the Locked On Predators podcast or read my work, you know that Luke Evangelista has a very set eating pattern on game days. And I mean, he is locked in and has his very specific snacks for first intermission, second intermission. I do not know why he's going to the sin bin looking for something to nibble on. So get out, of the penalty box, Luke Evangelista. Uh, 11 goals, 25 points in 54 games this season. And again, he has been streaky, but it looks like we're seeing a more relaxed, more intuitive player on the ice right now with Luke. Luke is actually sixth in scoring among rookies this season. He is ahead of Logan Cooley, who's played 55 games and has eight goals. He's only one goal behind Adam Fantilli. You know, so this is a young player who, even though he's had some ups and downs, you're seeing a lot of promise from Evangelista's game, especially right now. One of the things that Vange has talked about in the locker room is how surprising it has been and how much work he is doing on the mental energy that it takes to play an 82 game season in the NHL. He's talked about, you know, yes, I get the physical training and I understand, you know, we talked about his eating. This is somebody who understands the off ice aspects of being a professional athlete who understands what needs to develop in his game. But he's talked a little bit about the mental energy that it takes and the mental focus that it takes to be an NHL player playing an 82 game season We're seeing that from Luke Evangelista right now. And this is when you need to see it down this stretch. So it's been very encouraging these last couple of games from Luke today. Special shout out to Vange. Pretty boy Vincenzo turns 22 today. So happy birthday to Luke. I do think what we're seeing now, even though he has been a little inconsistent this season, I think it speaks very promising over what we may get from Luca Evangelista next season, because he is learning what it takes to be this NHL player at this level on and off the ice as well. So great uh, game from Vange. Great job getting the Predators on the board first. And uh, again, let's see what we can see from him in these next couple of games because he's a player you're going to need offense from. Want to shout out one more player, another young gun. Well, young-ish gun in hockey years, Tommy Novak. Now I know Tommy Novak is a little bit older. I believe he's 26. So he's a little bit older than um, Evangelista, a little bit older than Tomasino. But Novak getting the experience with the full season in the NHL this year. Novak had a great goal in the second period, just a beautiful shot. He has four goals and five points in his last five games. Now, Tommy Novak is a UFA, and at the beginning of the season, I feel like he was definitely that sure thing. Of course, they're going to re-sign Tommy Novak. This is one of the players that they're going to build around. But as his season went on, of course he dealt with an injury then really has struggled to find his game again and find his confidence with consistency on the ice last night. We really showed, uh, we really got to see that promise and that potential from Tommy Novak. And like I said, in these last five games, we're seeing consistent play from him, which is going to be huge for the Predators as they move forward. Last night, he played on a line with Mark Jankowski and he played on a line with Luke Evangelista. Don't know that this is going to be permanent line mates. Again, we need to wait and see what happens with Mark Jankowski. But really like what you're seeing from Tommy Novak. And again, like with Glass, you can see Novak not thinking on the ice as much. You see him playing with instinct. You see him shooting the puck. Thank you so much, Tommy Novak. How many times have we all just sort of yelled at the screen, shoot the puck? You know, you see him playing with that confidence again. And I think that's huge. Novak, Glass, Evangelista. These are guys who have gone through injury. These have These are players who have been healthy scratches at times. These are players who have gone through some really difficult growing pains of one kind or another. They've struggled with consistency. In last night's game, we saw the promise and potential that these three players have for the team long-term. One thing that Andrew Brunette said that I want to give him a ton of credit for, and he said this when all three of those players were really struggling to get on the score sheet. Andrew Brunette said what these players all need is just one goal, just one play, get that first goal and the rest will come. And you could see that Brunette talked about the fact that they had looks, but they're really kind of maybe gripping the sticks a little too tightly. They're overthinking on the ice. They were a little bit hesitant to shoot because they didn't have good. uh, They weren't having quote unquote, good luck. You know, the hockey gods were keeping the pucks out of the net for them. But I think Andrew Brunette, was right. This has been true. You see these guys get on the score sheet. You see Cody Glass settling into his game, and you see them now more relaxed, playing on instinct. You're watching them play a more natural game on the ice. Andrew Burnett was right to just kind of hang in there with these players. This is how you want to see them play. Now, Will this continue? This is the question. It's going to be a big test again Thursday night against the LA Kings. This is a very good LA Kings team. If you did not see Quentin Byfield's goal in last night's game against the Blue Jackets, my friends, pause the podcast, go look it up on YouTube, and then take a minute to recollect yourself because it was incredible. Going to be a tough game Thursday night against the Kings. The Predators are going to need these three players relaxed and confident on the ice in that game. Coming up, I do want to give one more shout out to a player for their performance in last night's game. And there is something that I do think we need to address with Andrew Brunette. As much as I want to give him credit, I do have a bone to pick with him. And we're going to talk about that coming up in just one moment. First, this episode's brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy in sports. That's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you are into speed, Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So on tomorrow's show, we are going to prep for another late night puck drop, woof, against the LA Kings. This puck drop, I believe, is at 9:30. So get your nap on, my friends. Get your nap on tomorrow. Uh, the Kings do actually hold that top spot in the wild card race. So we're going to take a look at where all of the teams are in the standings there. We're also going to talk about comments Barry Trotz made yesterday on Stillman and Company on 1025 The Game and see what is Trotz thinking about the team right now. A lot of positive things to take away from this Las Vegas win, but there are a couple things that I feel like we do need to talk about. Uh, Let's finish on a positive, and I want to give a shout-out to Kevin Lankinen. I know his statistics don't look super impressive from this game. They're not going to jump off the score sheet he had um, An 8.85 save percentage made 23 of 26 saves. Kevin Lankinen has not been in a game since January 27th, where he played against Edmonton. And this is what I can tell you about Kevin Lankinen: Incredible work ethic, um, takes practices very seriously, takes developing and improving his craft very seriously, but practices aren't the same as game speed. It's been 24 games since he, or 24 days since he has been in a game, and I really felt like he did such a great job against a very tough Vegas team. You know, overall, I know his stats this season don't jump off the page. He's got an 888 save percentage, but Kevin Lankinen has played some of the toughest teams in the league for the Predators. He's faced off against Dallas, Vancouver, Edmonton, the New York Rangers. He's also come in for Soros, far more often than normal for a backup goaltender of the Predators. And everybody right now is talking about UC Saros and Yaroslav Skarov. Will Soros be traded? Is Yaroslav Skarov ready to be called up and, and get a permanent spot in the NHL? I do want you to keep Kevin Lankinen in mind. If Saros is traded, Kevin Lankinen would be a great player for the Predators to sign. He is a UFA after the season, and I think he would be a really solid goaltender to work with Yaroslav Skarov. He's also somebody that may end up traded. Uh, he would be a fantastic, you know, maybe one B for a team looking to make a playoff push. He has a great track record-facing teams with some really strong offensive weapons. So Kevin Lankinen, I think, did everything he needed to do in that game, came up with some very big saves as well. Also, several weeks ago, I did a series at insidethepreds.com called Five Quick Questions, where I just asked several players just five kind of fun, random questions. Uh, One of them was, what is your favorite hockey memory? Kevin Lankanen shared that his favorite hockey memory was the 2019, I believe I've got that right, 2019 gold medal game at the world championships between Finland and Canada. Lankanen was in net in that gold medal game. He was facing off coincidentally against teammate Dante Fabro. If you are bored, and you have time, and you want to put on a little something on YouTube in the background, you need to go and check out that 2019 World Championship gold medal game between Finland and Canada and see what Kevin Lankinen can do in net. Absolutely phenomenal performance. Also, just aside from Kevin Lankinen, it's one of the best hockey games I have ever, ever watched. Such a great game. So check that out. I really think that Kevin Lankinen, he was undrafted. You know, I know he was in Chicago and kind of passed around, but this is a goaltender who I think the Predators have found reliable net minding with, and he is somebody who may end up playing a part for the Predators long term. So Kevin Lankinen, well done, my friend. Not all sunshine and unicorns in this game. We need to talk about the power play. Power play is something that Andrew Burnett spent a lot of time over the All-Star break re-watching film on, kind of reconfiguring, putting together different personnel combinations. Love the personnel combinations. Hate that this power play can't finish. It's looking better, but you've got to get the power play scoring if you want to stay in the playoff chase. And my goodness, you cannot go into the playoffs and have a power play as ineffective as we've seen from the Predators. So let's... Let's get that going here, guys. Penalties at the end of periods will drive me to drink, which maybe it wouldn't take all that much, but got to stop committing penalties at the end of periods. The second and third period started with Vegas on the power play. You cannot give up scoring opportunities out of the gate like that at the beginning of a period, you also cannot give up momentum at the beginning of a period. And the Predators did that twice last night, Vegas capitalized in the third period, which kind of kicked off their run to get back into the game, got to stop committing penalties, especially at the end of periods. Top line, six shots on goal combined. Philip Forsberg did hit the pipe one point, which would have been an amazing goal. They had some good looks. Wouldn't it be so fun though, friends, if we saw a game where we got top line scoring and secondary scoring? Wouldn't we all just so enjoy that game? Maybe in LA. Didn't happen again last night. Here's the bone I have to pick with Andrew Burnett. After paying him a compliment earlier in the episode, what the heck is happening with Igor Afanasia, friends? He is with Nashville. He has been a healthy scratch for two games. Now, I understand when he was called up, you pretty much threw him into the fire. He played against the New Jersey Devils and the Dallas Stars, two games where the Predators did not perform well as a team. I know Andrew Burnett is big on confidence, I can't imagine, even for as terrible as those losses were, especially the Dallas loss, I can't imagine that Igor Afanasyev is struggling with confidence right now. He either needs to be in the lineup or he needs to be back in Milwaukee. And I just, you cannot take a player like Igor Afanasyev, who has done all that he has done to earn a chance in Nashville and then healthy scratch him when he gets here. It just makes no sense to me. Um, and and maybe he's sick. Maybe he's a little banged up. We don't know. I There's got to be some sort of an explanation or there has got to be a decision made because you cannot be doing this when you've got a player who's worked as hard as he has to get to Nashville to be a healthy scratch. Now. Afanasyev, Jankowski, one or both of them may end up having to go back to Milwaukee. So keep your eye on the AHL transaction page today. Fedor Svechkov in yesterday's game was injured. He is out four to six weeks with a lower body injury. Milwaukee through this whole 17 game win streak has been playing 11 forwards, seven defensemen. On Tuesday, they ended up finishing the game with nine forwards. Ty Feliber was removed from the game for a game misconduct, and then they lost Svechkov to injury. They're probably going to have to recall one of those guys, maybe both of those guys. We'll have to wait and see. Milwaukee does have a game tomorrow. Uh, I believe the puck drop is at 11 o'clock. It's against the Chicago Wolves on Thursday. So let's keep an eye today on that and see, do we get a chance to see Igor play again with the Predators tomorrow night against the LA Kings? Is Igor going to go back to Milwaukee? So a lot coming up here for Nashville Predators fans. Again, Kings tomorrow night. This is a big game. The Predators are right there in the wild card race. The Kings hold the top spot. This is a game that could have huge implications on the postseason. We're going to preview that game tomorrow. We're also going to talk a little bit more about Milwaukee going for win number 18 in a row. Absolutely incredible. And let's not forget, hovering over all of this, Is that trade deadline, is UC Soros going to stay? What UFAs are gonna be traded? What in the world is Barry Trotz gonna do? So much that we need to be talking about at this time of the year. want to thank you for tuning in today and joining us for Locked on Predators podcast. We're going to have everything covered this week. Be sure to follow the show on social media. You can find us at LO underscore Predators. You can watch the show on YouTube. Like and subscribe those videos. That way you're going to know every time we have a new episode out. And of course, you can check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. That's going to do it for us today at the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.